Welcome back, everybody, to the Tip of the Shower podcast, and I am glad that we can finally have the first podcast in a long time not done on Skype. <laughs> hey! Yeah, I, it's been a big project in my house to get my home studio set up. We're I'm about 90% there. Yeah. 90% there, but uh, the benefit is that we don't have to go to the school, which, I mean, I like the school studio because it's... Great place. It's more of a professional studio. Which Education's is, the best. Stay in school. Yeah, stay in school, kids. But at least I can uh, feel good about being at home. Don't have to rush. Don't have to go on anybody else's schedule but our own. Except we kind of do have a bit of a schedule to go by today. Yeah, awesome, really. awesome wants his cheesecake. Let's just say that. We uh, we went on a nice Yorkdale run. Bought some, bought some shoes. Bought some shoes. Bought some shoes at Steve Madden. Bought some shoes. Bought some cheesecake. Cheesecake Factory. Shout it's, out. It's a great. It's a great day when you can get shoes and cheesecake on the same day. Yeah. So. It's a lethal combo. It is a lethal combo. Uh, we're still working on getting the microphones set up on this new uh, new uh, mixer that I bought. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm just fiddling with the headphones thing right now. That <laughs> is got wrapped around. You're making uh, this a chore. I'm making this a chore because it got wrapped around your cord Here? somehow. Yeah, I'm. I apologize. Yeah, this is gonna be a mess now. Um, but that's that's fine. Uh, we're off to a great start Talking. on this podcast. Talking but, things. Hockey's. Um, Jake Gardner. Oh well, we're gonna get to we're gonna get <laughs> to we're gonna get to oh boo we're gonna get to that in a second. Um, but let's start off with the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs Dave, ended. Dave did get the headphones out, by the way. Yes, I did. <laughs> the struggle's over. The struggle is over. Now getting it into my chair properly. Um, right. So the Toronto Maple Leafs did beat the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. And yes. boy, that was a... That was an experience. It was an experience. Um, shout out to Freddie for a great bounce back game. But look, and and for the people, and there are people saying that you know Freddie, they rely too much on Freddie. It's pretty much what happened with Vasilevsky last time. Although I will say that the Leafs, like it wasn't there aren't all bad like really tough saves. Like Vasilevsky was doing like aero, you know acrobatics and stuff when he was making those saves against the Leafs. Yeah. At least Freddie, um, was it was more about positioning and getting those cross crease passes and everything. So I'm happy with what I saw from uh, from Freddie last night. Uh, oh, by the way, we're recording this on the Friday. If people are who may be yeah, getting on to this, this is, later, uh, this is pre Florida Panthers. Yeah, the Sunshine State. They're still in the Sunshine State. Sorry, not a bad, not a bad little weekend. You get to go to Tampa. You get to go to Florida. But then you got to get back home. Are they? They're they're. I think they're playing Arizona in Toronto. You get to go to Sunrise. You're already in Florida. Yeah, so you get the Saturday. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be play, doing the... Uh, no fishing trips. No fishing trips this time. Um, but they well, they played Monday yeah. in at home against Colorado. <laughs> they and, did. And, uh, oh. Yes, they oh, did. Oh, that, um, that was quite something. But then they... I'm pretty sure they didn't fly out until Wednesday. To Florida, so it's not like they no. got to enjoy. I, maybe that was the benefit. Is just look with the way things have been going lately. I, I'm the type of person like, yeah, you know, when you deserve a vacation once in a while, take the vacation. But when your team that's played like the Leafs have played lately, 
you know, maybe you need to earn earn that right to uh, enjoy some of that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. The people, Twitter lost their mind, let's be honest. The whole Jake Gardner thing aside, uh, there's a lot of finger pointing going around after these last couple losses. A lot of it, which honestly unwarranted, is this lazy narrative that's, oh, the Leafs are 8-7 and seven since William Nylander got back in the lineup. It's like, shut up. Yeah, so let's we're gonna get. Um, if do you watch the game? Yeah, it's not Nylander's fault. I think we should just yeah, let's just dive right into it yeah. because, um, look, based on the game last night, there was no point in the game five on five that I felt like the Leafs were dominated. Nope, there were stretches where they were hemmed in for a bit. Which I mean, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. it's going to happen. There were a couple shifts where they were stuck out there, forwards and defense got gassed. Um, it is what it is. The Tampa Bay Lightning are a fantastic team, and you're going to have to go through that. Yeah, and I think they're going to the make pe- you earn the penalty your win. kill. Was I was you, you know you went if when ever, ever the Leafs went on a on a pen like they took a penalty, you just say your prayers because look, the Tampa Bay Lightning have a great power play. So even if the Leafs PK was good, you still have your your reservations, but. Um, their second power play unit is like guys that most teams would love to have on their first. We talking about Tampa or Toronto? Tampa. Well, Toronto was well, one. Tampa more. I, so. I don't even think I remember seeing because basically Tampa's second power play unit doesn't go out until no. They run it like the Leafs, where that Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos unit stays out. Sorry, they have Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Point, and Palat as their fifth. I think Palat. I think Sorelli gets on there too as yeah. a front presence. And then they have their second is like Kalorn, Tyler Johnson, uh, Adam Ernie's probably on there. He's yeah, and then you got Sergachev. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Like it's better than the Leafs. Their power play. I mean, I okay. Let's let me Just overall. They're two since units. since we're on that. Let's bring up the fact that what makes Tampa's power play so efficient and so dangerous. You have the weapon from the point. They have three bombs. You have Kucherov and Stankos from the side. Point in front, he plays kind of the. He plays the bumper. He plays the Nazem Kadri yeah. position, and then um, I would think it was Sorelli because Sorelli was the one when they were having the empty net. So I assume that yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. same thing, where he's kind of like the Tavares in front of the net, yeah. you know, get the whatever comes up. So it's like, and then you uh, you look at the Leafs power playing, which still still has its issues. Yeah. Um. What's the weapon? What's like M- Mitch Marner is the weapon? I would assume. Sort of the difference between Tampa and Toronto's power play is that you have Stamkos from the top left circle, or sorry, top. Uh, yeah, left circle. The hash marks. Then you have Kucherov from the hash marks on the right side. Then you have Hedman that forms a triangle, and all yeah. three of them can just bomb it on net. You can't. You can't say, "Oh, we're gonna go after the one guy." You just can't no. focus on. And they one. showed the Leafs when they were hemmed in at the end of the game before that empty netter. They were just whipping the puck around, and all three of them were shooting. Yeah. There was no one guy. The issue with the least power play has been, and it's efficient when it works. Well, let's not say that this is an issue, but everyone and their mother knows that Mitch Marner's getting that puck and slap passing it on net. Well, and what the, what we know is the Leafs aren't going to be pounding the shots. No. Like Tampa, it was get the puck on that, get the puck on that. Dear God, just throw whatever you have. have. The Leafs have three plays on the power play. It's Marner slap pass, uh, Marner cross crease, 
Marner cross crease to Matthews or Marner uh, Tavares rolls out from in front of the net down to like the low trapezoid. Yeah. And then centers for Kadri who puts it on net. Those are their three plays. Now, my question is, do you think that's more personnel of what they have available for Babcock or is that just whoever is running the power play? Cause I, I don't think it's Babcock. I think it's um, no. one of the, I think it's um, Hiller, maybe Hiller. Maybe I think DJ Smith yeah. runs the defense. He runs the defense and PK. So, I mean, Babcock has a say on what happens there too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. So is that is that know. what we're seeing, or is it just the team thinks that I, sticking to what worked for them is what's going to get them out of this slump? I think what Marner's done a very good job of late is just in general, not even just on the power play, is shooting the puck. Um, I mean, he's got like something like 15 goals or close to it since December when he started shooting. Yeah. Like he's been on a ridiculous pace. He scored again last night. Yeah, um, and that wasn't on the power play, by the way. It was the goal that sticks out to me is, um, what was the game? They played against Boston. Yeah. Uh, Marner, instead of throwing the slap pass, threw a slap shot short side. Go yeah, and just took a clapper. Yeah, Not even a Rask. hard shot. It was just, no, just beat Rath straight. He's very accurate. He doesn't have the hardest shot in the world, but he can place it where he wants it. And when he's in the right, right position, too. Yeah. Um, and you notice also, and somebody I pointed this out to me, too, how many times teams are blocking shots on the Leafs like willing to lay down the body so you've got um, they had 17 blocks going into the third last night yeah that's a crazy number I mean that's if you get defensive effort like that you're going to win more times than not yeah so it's like teams know that the Leafs don't necessarily have that it's a lot easier to sacrifice your body when you know that the what you're going to get like what you're um like you're not gonna get extremely hurt. Matthews had a block last night. Yeah. It was accidental. He didn't mean to I, block I don't it. like the accidental blocks. That's for he turned sure. around and and Stamkos wired a shot off his leg, but it's a stat. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I the Leafs. There's a lot of people saying like, "Wow, I mean, you lose that game to Colorado. You've lost two straight. Had a bad game against Boston, and then you have to play the best team in the NHL now." Like, mm-hmm. this is the worst time for the Leafs to meet against Tampa. And it's like, no. This is honestly the best time, in my opinion. This is exactly. Look, nothing gets you over such a tough, tough stretch. Yeah. Then, like, the worst thing you can do is go against a crappy team. Yeah. Like, New Jersey, Vancouver. Think that what you're doing is right. Then go up against a team like Colorado that basically brings back everything you've done wrong and bring you back to reality. That's what happened. The Leafs had reality kick them in the face against Colorado. Colorado isn't the most skilled team. What happened the night, the two days later? They beat the Leafs 6-3. They lose, not even lose Ottawa. Pure domination by Ottawa in the first period. Yeah. I watched that game. The thing is... I say that they are not the most skilled team, Colorado. Mm. They unquestionably have the hottest line in hockey. They have the t- they have a skill on one line, then rely yes. on hard work They're, everywhere else. They outwork the other team. Yeah, all even the first line. They and it's, they and, grind the team into the ground. They're recycling not, all over the league. And it's not Bruins grinding where you're they're like cr- crushing people. No, yeah, it's just body laying down the body and all. They that cycle stuff. you into the ground. Yeah, they did it to the Leafs. Yeah, and the Leafs couldn't <laughs> handle it. Exactly. And that's why Carl Soderberg got the chances he did. That's why Carl Soderberg has a hat trick. 
Yeah. That's the end. Well, I mean, two of the goals were shorthanded well, and empty net. But and I think that was probably the biggest takeaway from the Leafs last night. They looked like a team that was more invested in working and and doing what it takes to get the puck. Um, Zach Hyman being on that Matthews line. Uh, I hope Babcock sticks with it. Yeah. The worst thing you can start doing as a coach is just flipping around. Just... Keep yeah, constant just juggling. It's just a panic I, move. And Babcock doesn't like doing it either. He yeah. only does it out of necessity. And I think this is something he needs to just keep the way it is. You know what I, I really did like? I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Was uh, Matthews, Brown, and Hyman down the stretch. Yeah. I thought that was a great line because they cycled that the was, That was, well. you know what? We give, Connor Brown has received a lot of criticism this season. It's, and It's simply because he hasn't put up points yeah there's no question Connor Brown's a skilled player and he can he and Zach Hyman together are such a terror on the cycle they are because they're so good at protecting the puck and they're hard on their sticks or they're and they and they're relentless yeah like as a line two would have been what two years ago Matthews Brown and Hyman at times yes it would have been for good they were a line for a bit uh during away games they were Bad yeah. would put them out. Exactly. There you go. It was the away matchup. Yeah. Because they'd play Nylander with Matthews at home. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw Connor Brown. Uh, he re- he was rewarded with, no, I think, what, 20 goals in that season? Yes. His, his 20th season? was the tip-in that got yeah. the Leafs in the playoffs. Exactly. So people are wondering what's going on with Connor Brown. He's not being asked to play with a Matthews. It's a um, Freddie Gauthier and Par Lindholm are a big step down from Austin Matthews and whoever's. And it's with funny. Him. I'm seeing a lot. I'm I'm liking the skill that Par Lindholm brings on that line. He has been great. I love Par yeah. Lindholm. I think that line, if you give them a little more chance, a little more of an opportunity offensively, they can yeah. chip. Like they can be. They can give you something. There's and Gauthier has no- been impressive in his own right. He's, yeah. His skating looks great. His skating has improved, and he's... Barb Underhill's done a job with that guy. I mean, Barb Underhill's done a job with a lot, a lot of, guys. of guys. So yes. she deserves a lot but of credit. Specifically, Frederick Gauthier did not look like a guy that was going to be able to skate that no. well. If you had told me three years ago that Frederick mm. Gauthier would be skating this efficiently down the ice. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have happened. Um, so, yeah, that's a line that, you know... The thing of what the... Le- people are, are trying to figure out different things, the Leafs struggles... Um, we'll get to one of the takes in a second. Um, well, two of the takes, sorry. But Nazem Kadri not scoring in how many uh, in a month? Oh, that was solved. It's gonna play a factor. Patrick Marlowe has not looked great offensively. He scored, but let's say this: it's one game. They gotta get a stretch going where they, they put need up points. Now I'm not expecting them to go on a three straight stretch, but like no, but more efficiently. And it's like, you know what? Kadri's been missing even just yes. the easy. Like, he should have had two Mar- or three Marlo goals. Marlowe and Kadri are two different stories. Marlowe's been a little... He hasn't really gotten near the net to get any high-danger chances mm-hmm. or not as much as he was last year. Kadri's been all over the net. And, he just can't score. And Marlowe seems to not... Like, he was a guy that was blowing team p- players away with his speed and elusive. He still has that speed. He's just, he I don't think he's being asked to do what he did last year. No. I think he is. Especially with Taveras there, I think a lot of players have had their roles taken back a bit because yeah. they are playing less minutes. Well, yeah, let's, well, let's just think. Uh, the Taveras, how much he, his line plays. With, okay. And they're the matchup line. They're the matchup line. 
they but they also Marlowe doesn't get his normal rotation of minutes. No, well that's what I'm saying is he's not asked yeah. to go out and skate be the fastest guy on the ice and do all this stuff. Yeah. He just has to go out and be a good compliment player, you know. It is hard to ask a player who may be okay. Actually, while it's we, hard to ask a player that makes six point two five million a year to be a compliment player as a third from the Leaf standpoint, a third line player. Like people are saying, oh, he's getting paid. Look, do not get on Patrick Marlowe for how much he's being paid. That is no. not on him. That is on the Leafs. That's on that's on the market. Okay, so here we go. He would still be in San Jose if the Leafs didn't pay him the money. They this did. this is why I wanted to bring up. Actually, wow, this uh, is actually a lot less than I expected. <laughs> so. Or like, so Marlowe when he was with the Sharks, yeah. was averaging nineteen to twenty minutes a night. Yeah. His final season with the Sharks, he had, um, if I'm right here, yeah, he had he averaged seventeen minutes, still put up twenty seven goals by the way, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, with the Leafs, he was paying playing just under seventeen minutes a night, and this season it's the same thing again. Um. And I think he could. I mean, he's easily gonna get. He should get twenty goals. Yeah. Um. That shouldn't be. What's he at right now? Eleven. Okay. Yeah, that's possible. Um. He is even fifteen would be good. He is taking less shots. I think what the issue with the Leafs is right now is they're not getting those volume of shots. No. Something someone analytically, I don't know if it's just analytics or telling them your quality of shots are just your, your quality of shots isn't there from how many how they're, much you're getting Carlisle. Which is they're still winning, but they're not taking, they're not out shooting anyone. No, and it doesn't matter if they out shoot anybody. Or we not. can talk That's about Randy Carlisle. <laughs> well, wow, oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but it's just a matter of they're not getting enough. Like, look, Jay Gardner is not shooting as much as he used to. Nazem Kaj, I don't think, is shooting as much as we've seen him in the past. Um, the Leafs teams are just know what the Leafs are planning on, what they plan, what their plan is. Making those nice passes or those stretch passes. There's inefficiencies with the with some of the things that they're doing, but they're not doing enough when it comes to just getting pucks on net. And look, I understand that you're trying to go for the more, more of the perfect shot than the, but look, even some of those shots tend to yeah. go in or even get deflected or create a rebound. That's something Babcock I think needs to bring up a bit more. Yep, it's, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, they're still winning. They're finding ways to win. And they're getting their chances. It's not like they're being outshot like 2-1 to one every night. No, we're not. They're, they're getting their opportunities. So. It's the, just some nights are better than yeah. others. The big, I mean, let's just go to the big story now. And that's, <laughs> that's what Jake Gardner. You and I have heard, and I've heard many takes about this. And it's what I've noticed about what's going on with Gardner this week is all the players, you see all the players, any player being asked about the situation, whether it's a past player, a current teammate, they all have the same take. Every single one of them. Colby Armstrong has had the same take. Um, Jeff O'Neill's had the same take. Carl Koliakovo's had the same take. Morgan Riley. We even listened to, uh, to Whitney on the Spin Chicklets podcast, all have had the same take. Yep. Gardner's a good defenseman. Made a mistake. They 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 did mention. I mean, except for Riley. Riley's not going to say he made a mistake. Teammates not going to do that. But yeah. he made a mistake. 
but he's a good defenseman. And that's it. Yeah. Um. But you go to a guy like Craig Budden. Uh, I'm trying to think of guys who were critical of him, like media guys of Gardner. Yeah, guys who. I mean, Craig Budden was his biggest critic. Out of all the guys that were giving yeah. takes about it, Brian Burke. We know what Brian Burke's going to say about Gardner. He's a big fan of Jake Gardner. He's so. a big fan of Jake because he's the one that traded for him. So I see. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone was critical of Jake Gardner in the moment. I was critical of Jake Gardner in the moment. I was too. Because that's just a play that. I mean, Jake knows. He's an NHL defenseman. He knows. He's got to be better on the puck there. It was also a weird. He gave Soderberg the inside there. He jumped. Well, what happened was, and I, I I rewatched the play a couple times, is he tried to make that quick turn to the right with the puck, but yeah. he didn't have clear possession of the puck. Soderberg cut inside of him and then stripped him, which is where the issue was. Is he left the slot wide open because he tried to curl to the outside boards? Yeah, and look, he it just in the moment he didn't he wasn't able to think of the right play. I mean, he had a guy draped on his back. I mean, it's a very tough play to make. Yeah. I can understand that. People that are criticizing him, it's not an easy play. It's not. It's easy to make the guy look, because it looked bad on TV. It was definitely not a pretty play by Gardner. But that is not an easy play to make. That is not a routine thing for a defender to what do. What he was trying to do was an easy play to make. I think he could have made it easier for himself if he... Look, you're on the power play... Soderberg is the only one uh, pressing you. Maybe the play could have been to just move the puck out of danger. If you didn't feel like you had the right play, just play it somewhere. And hopefully, like Mitch Marner was coming back too, I think. Yeah, well, so that's how, another thing is a lot of people don't want to blame Mitch on that play. There were people who brought who brought. I mean, people it's, weren't giving it's Mitch. It's not a great move. It's not. It's, and But Mitch is going to get. Also, Mitch knows that. Mitch knows that, yeah. They're pro hockey players. They're not just, oh, really? I didn't do this thing right? I had no idea. They know. I, I just also think that it's just, even if Marner did make the mistake, but Jake was the one that was could have... Well, Gardner's the one that's going to be the poster boy of the critique. Yeah, nobody's going gonna to call out Marner in that regard because that's... But that plating doesn't happen if the puck gets over the blue line. Yeah. Is the point. It doesn't, but... It wasn't. A, it wasn't. It like, is what it is. It's a hockey play. Now, of course, I wanted to bring up the booing. Yes, um, you did. I I think everybody has the same take except for Brian Burke, which is shut up. Um, Brian, Bur- Brian Brian Burke's take was shut up. Don't you dare. My take is you pay to be at the games to voice your frustration if something happens to cheer if you like something that's happened. It is your right. There's nothing that says you cannot boo. Nothing. I don't. I don't remember reading anywhere. PNL does the same stuff thing. On the ice. You can't throw something on the ice unless it's a hat. You can't be abusive. Like if you're abusive, ushers yep. will probably take care of that. Although, oh, yeah. if there's fights, if there's anything, yeah. that's the only thing you can boo. You can you do can, whatever the hell you want. You can Bronx cheer your own players. You can. You can. You can cheer for the other I've team heard if it. you want. I've heard it at other arenas. Garrett Sparks got a Bronx cheer in one of his last starts. Yeah. Now, after he gave up a couple of goals. Now, let me let me bring up something here. 
I think why the booing has become such a big thing is you don't see it in hockey like you do in other sports. Oh. Other In hockey, you rarely see teams boo one player or fans boo one player. You rarely see it. You see it in football. You see it in baseball. Oh, you definitely see it in soccer, especially out in... <laughs> uh, oh, it's funny. I have a... Uh, Mr. Italian soccer knows a lot about oh, fans booing their own players. Uh, have you ever been to a game in Italy? Have you seen what fans do? Fans have gone into Milan. Their fans were sanctioned. They weren't allowed to go to a... They, Inter had to play a game without fans because their fans were screaming racial remarks at their own players. And were at no, it was at an opposing player. I I can speak from experience with soccer because I cheer for West Ham. They have Patrice Evra, mm-hmm. or had Patrice Evra, and he was kicked off of Napoli, was it? Uh, I believe. I'm drawing so. a blank on the team he was on. He kicked one of his own fans in the face because they were saying something to him. There the. <laughs> That's we how are, serious we, it gets in soccer. Fans here in North America, especially hockey fans, are light years better than what fans are like overseas. Yes. But. It, but it, now. This situation happens. I mean, Patrick Waugh asked for a trade out of Montreal because of that Bronx cheer he got. Yep. Well, just there was probably other factors. Other, but, yeah, yeah. It's but not, that pushed them over the edge. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the one straw that broke the camel's yeah. back. But things like that have an effect on hockey players, is what I'm getting. It does. Now, these aren't these just because they're robots in interviews doesn't mean they're not people off the ice. I will say the only two issues I have with the booing. One, I can understand you booing the play. I don't agree with the constant booing every time he touches the puck. Yeah. Because a he still has a game to. It was three two. This was. Leafs were still in the game. Ten minutes left in the third period. (laughs) Let's. Not boo the guy. The re- like the last thing you want to do as a fan is make it worse. You want him to realize what he did was stupid. Yeah. You don't agree with it, but the guy still has to play the rest of the game. Yeah, Babcock benched him for the rest of the second period. That's fine. Demoted him. I don't mind that. He finally sent he, a message. That's good. He made a bad play. Yeah. You you sit. You don't sit a defenseman. For an entire period because of one play. Well, who's, about five minutes, no, no, no. six like, minutes. Yeah. Some people were saying, like, just staple Gardner to the bench oh. for the rest of the game. It's like, he's in your top four. You're going to put your, Igor Ozeganov's going to play top five He's always four second. Always second in the Leafs and, and behind minutes, Riley. Behind Riley. Yeah. Maybe Hainsey gets there sometimes. If there's a if the Leafs enough. take, like, 12 penalties. Um, but, like, let's be real here. I didn't appre- – I don't think – look, you boo him, you sent your message. Constantly booing him, now you're kind of taking it a little far, yeah, I no. think. And like some people are gonna say, well, you're okay with the booing, but you're not okay with the constant booing. I just think you don't get anything in, by continuing the booing throughout. Yeah, it's um, man, I don't even want to talk about this. We have to though. I, yeah, like we have to. This is something I and look, I know it's something that's been talked about already a lot, and but look. Real quick, because the first time Gardner touched the puck in Tampa Bay, there he were got booze. There were booze. But obviously, after the game, it came out that it was Tampa fans that were booing them, not the Leaf fans. There was somebody that clarified that. Thank you. Thank you to whoever did clarify that, because yes, I, I thought it was name Leaf at fans. The moment, but I did see it, that it was Tampa fans that were getting like making fun of Leaf fans for booing Gardner. Yeah. 
uh, which is hilarious to me. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, cause Tampa, I love that kind of stuff. Because Tampa, I mean, do they really boo anyone? No. They're the best team in the league. They don't have anything to boo about. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it's just, oh, it's so dumb. I agree with you. It's You have your right to do it. You do. But don't, don't don't overstep. I think I do not. I do not even condone the booing of players when they come into the ACC. Oh, like they do Subban, it with, They do it with Subban. Funuf is hilarious. Funuf is because funny. Funuf was funny when it was in Ottawa in his own. Phil rank. Kessel gets booed every time he touches the puck in Toronto. What the hell did Phil Kessel do to you fans? So let me let me let's boo uh, him. He's the best offensive player we've had in the last decade before Matthews. Mm. Boo. Okay, so Austin, um, you've been to how many regular season games for the Leafs? Less than five in my whole life. When was the last time you went to one? Uh, like a regular season game? Yeah. Was 2013 or 14? We played the Wild. Okay. Um, I've been to a Leaf game this year. Recently. Recently. Um, What you hear from fans? Yeah. These are fans. Now, look, you pay your money. Uh, there are people who pay the money uh, to go to games, and I look at them and I'm like, "Your fandom." I, look, I I don't think fandom should be uh, measured by how much you pay to go to a game. Yeah, I think that's you don't have to be a, a as long as you're in the arena. Good for fan. you. I don't think you have to be a diehard Leafs fan. I've sat in the front row go, in the ACC, and I've sat in the farthest row back yeah. in the ACC. There's not a bad seat in that barn. Oh. But my my point is that well, that's what I'm saying yeah. is it doesn't put a price. You don't get to boo more because you bought yeah. a six hundred dollars seat in the one hundred level. You can mm-hmm. see the game for wherever. You can pay a hundred and ten dollars to be in standing room. That's how much the full experience. That's how much it takes to get in on those. If you're wondering why I've been to less than ten Leafs games in my life, preseason, regular season, otherwise, I will say that the last Leaf game I went to, I didn't pay for it. I think the most Good. I ever paid for a Leaf game was when I went to the Centennial Classic. I didn't pay. I didn't pay for the game I went to. The last regular season game I went to, neighbor couldn't go, and they gave me the tickets. Wow, that's uh, very nice neighbors. No kidding. Um, they moved. The, the point. So I, I don't get tickets. So anymore. the point I want to make is, these are Leaf fans who have held season tickets for years, and I've seen some of them. Uh, some of them are not the most educated uh, bunch when it comes to the newer, t- like what the team is like now. There are some. There are many. I'm not saying they're all like that. But it's, there is a group. I've heard them. I The way I hear them talk. And this is even when Phil Kessel was here. The thing was, fans didn't have the appreciation for what Phil Kessel was because of how he was portrayed. It's the same thing as Dion And how Phaneuf. he is. And how he is, really. Dion Phaneuf takes a lot of flack. And for good reason. He had his follies. And he's and not the... imperfections. I think part of it, too, is just how they're perceived by how they talk and how they that, act. That guy stuff. in his career with the Leafs played with Keith Ollie. Carl Gunnarsson. Carl Gunnarsson. Like uh, the most Mike Koska. Cons- Mike Koska was arguably the best defensive partner that year that Koska played very well. He was arguably that was the best one of the better defensive yeah. pairings Finuff ever played on. He played with Robodov for a minute. He played with Tim Gleason. No, yeah. For a minute, when Gleason first got to the team. I don't, he think, played my, with I don't think my commissary was there. I don't know. He played with John Michael Lyles. Mm-hmm. John Michael Lyles could have been the better one if Karani Carlisle knew how to use a defenseman like him. It's just, uh, that's what I have a problem with, is booing those players. If they did something bad or slighted the team or asked out, like Vince Carter for a long time. Yeah. I don't want to get too far away from the point. That's fine. But Vince no, Carter's cheered every time he's here. 
now because fans have realized fans have gotten over themselves and realized he was the best player this franchise has ever seen and what he has done for this franchise based on putting it on the map what Dion Phaneuf and Phil Kessel did for the team is not I'm not making the argument that he they are the Vince Carters of the Leafs because it's farther from the truth further from the truth they They are just guys that were the top players on this team when it was a very dark period and they were the only lights well I think what it was it was players that were when the team wasn't doing well, they were the guys being paid the most. They were yep. the guys. They were the, the whipping boys. And unfortunately, the media didn't have the best. And we've heard stories about yep. how Kessel was with the media and how Fanuf. I mean, Fanuf will always talk. But it's just, they weren't the guy. They're not like the, um, and look, there's something about, I guarantee if Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, any of these guys, even I don't even think Tavares would be like that. But if certain guys were in, Let's say you take Phil Castle, put him in the situation the Leafs are in now, yeah. versus you take the young guys and you put them in the situation Phil that Castle and Phaneuf was. Can you imagine Phil Kessel with Nylander and Matthews? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh baby. But it's, that line's flying. It is, and Phil is probably that line also plays trying. zero defense, but that line is flying. Ah, uh, Matthews can play defense. <laughs> Nylander and Kessel are just sitting at the opposite blue line, waiting for an outlet. No, I, I don't They're think They're hanging so. around the Leafs blue line. Anyhow, but I'm just what I'm saying is this team is way more exciting, obviously. It is. Every team, as we were listening to Spit and Chicklets, mm-hmm. Witt said he's the team's whipping boy. That's absolutely true. Oh, he's been the whipping Gardner, boy for years. Ever since the team's whipping boys. I can't think of a forward that's really a whipping boy because the forwards are very efficient. Sparks oh, we know who the whipping boy. is boy is now in the forward group. And it's Nylander. Let's oh. be. And Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman was a whipping boy too, though. Nylander's the whipping boy of the idiots that think that... Excuse me, if anybody thinks Nylander's going to get traded. It's just a stupid thought. Nylander's not getting traded. Okay, so we're going to get to that. Uh, we'll get to, we'll I, get to that. I, I, we'll get to that. But I, what Nylander I will, should not be the whipping boy of this team. To bring it back to the relevance of the yes. fans... <laughs> We're getting Look, off track. This is this is the old school fan thought of what they think their idea of a player that on the trauma trauma beliefs is. Jake Gardner is not the type of player Lee's fans want. No, they want they Wendell, want they want Dougie, they want well, Ty, they want Darcy. They want they do want those them. those group that group of people is who I'm referring to. Yeah, is those are the people that don't want Nylanders. Oh, we want Michael Furland. He'll be like Dougie. He can put the puck in the net and hit some people, bud. That's an interesting uh, accent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's my hoser accent. I don't really know. But I apologize. No, but I, I and I get it. It's Wayne Simmons is another one too. Although I would love to have Wayne Simmons. <sighs> my God, Wayne Simmons would um, be a treat. On no, the but you're you're right. Um, it's because those guys. Now look, Dougie, a Toronto boy. Toronto. Darcy Tucker, pretty sure he's from Ontario. Toronto? Let's, let's look it up. Um, Ty Domi's not from Toronto at all anymore because he put on the Montreal Canadiens garb. I don't care if you're someplace of the Canadiens. We know why Ty <laughs> That's Domi sacrilege. Is, we know why Ty Domi is doing it. <laughs> Ty Domi is trying to take his son's uh, fame right now. Yeah, no, that's city. fine. You can cheer for your son. Just don't wear a full Habs uniform. 
That's, Please, uh, that was for everyone's sanity. Pretty, pretty bad. Um, it's like if Doug Gilmore was to go play for the Calgary imagine, Flames imagine, or something. But imagine if there was a Habs fan who hated Taidomi and then saw Taidomi wearing the Habs stuff. Like, Habs fans, what do you think about that? We have you to ask just, Omar what Habs fans think of that. You can ask Omar. Me, know. But Omar would know what Habs oh, fans would think Oh, I mean, Habs fans. Oh, so Darcy Tucker's from Alberta. Yeah, I was going to say, he seems like he's from Saskatchewan or somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that's besides the point. Um, well, Leafs, yes, Leafs fans have grown... Like, the part of the Leafs' identity was never the really, really skilled team. We had no. skilled players. We just have those cult players. We did. Matt Sundin was kind of the in-between. Yeah. But Darcy Tucker, as you said, Darcy Tucker, Ty Domi... Um, Dar- Wow, I did not expect that. Darcy Tucker had almost 500 career points. I was about to say Darcy Tucker didn't really put up the most points. That's a pretty good amount of points in the NHL. For 900, it's not. He, he produced half a point per game. Not bad. That's impressive. That's not bad. He had almost 1,500 penalty minutes, which is why everyone in Toronto loves him. Yeah. Um. Actually, hold on. I'm going to bring something up That's here. That's how, how young Darcy Tucker retired. He's only 43. Yeah, like he, he's a couple years off well, still being able you, to go. When you get bought out by the Leafs and you're being paid X amount of money, and he went and played those two random seasons in Colorado, that was weird. Well, that's just he retired in 2010. Oh God. yeah, it's 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 an interesting. Uh, he was he wasn't even 35 yet when he retired. Wow. Um, I'm gonna. So bring, he was young. That's what surprises me the most. I'm gonna bring something up here because I got hockey reference in front of me. Yeah. So that I can uh, do this. But yeah, it's uh, the Leaf players are just. We've had an we've had an idea of how these fair at least players should be in the Leafs. Like, and I'm not I'm not saying you can't enjoy Darcy Tucker. Or you can't enjoy. No, we're not saying that. But just enjoy what you have. Because when it's Leaf, gone, yeah, we know Gardner's gone at the end of the year. I think. Oh, absolutely. That's the problem. Uh, is they've said so. They've said as much. Is it's Dubas has used the term personal rental or something along those lines. Where they're not going to trade Gardner, they're just going to why trade him, Gardner like JVR? I I look as somebody who's not who thinks Gardner hasn't had the season he's should be having. You're but he hasn't creating, had a bad season either. That's it's the, not a terrible season. He's, he's on still pace for, he's still on pace for what he usually 40. gets forty ish points. Yeah, I think just people thought because it's a contract year, he's going to try to overachieve. He had a great year last year. Yeah, like, he tied with Riley. Points. Yeah. 52 points apiece they tied with yeah. last year. He only had five goals. He's not a... He's I think Gardner doesn't get as, not, as much respect because he doesn't score well, that many goals. Because he's also scored 10 goals before, but hasn't done it since. He has one season in the NHL where he scored 10 goals. He's not a goal scorer, but he's an assist guy. Yeah. He doesn't have a big shot. That's why he doesn't score. It's just, you know, people have this thing of what a defenseman is to them, which is a guy who's not soft, although... Saying a guy is soft is a little tough because there's guys in the NHL I've seen who don't play tough. They don't. They're soft. This is a different era. And look, you I can't I, call a guy soft because he doesn't hit everything that moves anymore. My issue with Gardner is last minute of the game. I don't want him on the ice because he's not going to play that style that you need. You you know what I really that. enjoyed was I think Babcock just did it as sort of an fu to the fans. Gardner and Zaitsev played a lot of shifts in those last five minutes. Well, he and they ba- looked fine. He basically shortened the shortened yeah. it to this those two. Part of it as well. Dermot and Ojeganov still got some time, but it was the top four. But 
with like three minutes to go, like before their goalie came out. Uh, like Gardner, when they pulled their goalie, Gardner iced the puck, and that's why their goalie was on. Yeah. Or why Vasilevsky came off. Like they were playing big time minutes in the last three. So yeah. it's 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 one game. Jake Gardner is going to go through him. We've seen it. Yeah. Of we've said it in our chat, just like oh, it's probably gonna be one of those nights for Jake. Um, and that's just how it is. I also understand the people who. I'm not mad at anyone that booed Gardner. No, I'm not, and I'm not either. I'm just, I think people, and I've look, I know people who get on Jake's case all the time. I do. I do too. I think as a <laughs> we top are, four defensive, we yeah. expect more from him because we. The reason why, and this is the reason why, we see other teams with the defense they have, and we think, why can't the Toronto Maple Leafs have what these teams have? Because Ron Hainsey's in the top four. Well, I look at Nashville. I look at Tampa. I look at Carolina. Carolina has better than the Leafs. Um, I you look know, at Vegas. I look at... Those are teams that play it the right way. Um, but look, for people who are saying the Leafs need to do this, Leafs need to do that, you look at the teams that do well, except for Tampa, because Tampa... I think out of all the defense, and only one of them has been actually drafted by the team. <laughs> Victor Hedman. <laughs> Everything else has been Strowman was traded. Team. McDonough traded. Sergachev. Sergachev traded. Suster's not even on the team anymore. Oh, isn't he? No. Oh, where is he? He's in. Uh, he's in what do you call? He it? got Anaheim, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he's still in Anaheim. Yeah, he got traded. I remember that or signed. Whatever. I don't remember. I... Anaheim's a weird place. Um, and let's, let's be real. Leafs, Tampa's defense is not as good as people make it out to be. They have, but I that think, McDonough trade was massive. It was. It was a good they trade. They gave up he a is, lot, but their defensive core looks fantastic. Well, because of him. Before you him, have you have Sergachev and Strawman, which is such a slept on pairing. So you've got Hedman, McDonough, Sergachev, Strawman, oh, uh, wow. Girardi, Coburn. Who's uh? He Cernak, played last night. Cernak. Cernak. Yes. He's a hard ass. He's pick, hard to play against. Picked by LA. Yeah, <laughs> not he was I, in the... literally looking at this. Only one defenseman, two defensemen on Tampa Bay. Sorry, one. He was one. the main piece of the uh, Ben Bishop trade when he got traded to LA. Oh, okay. For the playoff stretch. Yep. Chernak was the main piece. Um, yeah, it's Toronto's defense is a weird situation because what, what <laughs> the promise of what the Leafs defense can be is not here yet. Yes, that's the issue. Is there's nothing in the AHL, Timothy Lilligren aside, that you're going to put on the Leafs currently. Vincent Laverde is not coming to the Leafs. Jordan Subban, Puck, no. Frank Corrado. No matter how people perceive the Marlies defense, it's not NHL. You can't just plug guys from the AHL into the NHL. Callie Rosen and Timothy Lilligren yes, are the only two players I would say that and could Borgman. come up. Borgman's. Injured still. Injured. I think Borgman Sandin's is now injured, but he's 18 as well, so he was never coming up no. this year. Actually, Borgman is one I haven't heard too much about. He got injured uh, one of the games that the Leafs played. Or, sorry, not the Leafs. The Marlies played against uh, while Lilligren was already out. That's an issue for a guy. Because the Marlies had one game where it was like uh, Trevor Moore was playing defense. 
for yeah. a game because Rosen left the game, Borgman was injured, and yeah. one of the other defensemen left the game as well. Yeah, so Trevor Moore had to play back. Yeah, he's uh, he's played twenty six uh, games for the Marlies. Yeah, he's just got something. Sandin's gonna miss time now. He has an injury uh, after the game against Switzerland. He came back with some sort of injury. Liljegren's now just coming back from his high ankle sprain. Yeah, but he... I don't know that he'll actually like now that Dubas after the fact was like, oh, I was hoping Liljegren would actually contend for a roster spot this year. It's like, wow, that'd be nice. It would, be. but honestly, like you're not going to put a guy in the lineup that's just coming off a high ankle sprain and expect him to be at a high level of the NHL. No, and I thought the I'm not saying right now, but like you got to give him this stretch from the trade deadline on to get back under his feet underneath him. Lillian Grant thought he could potentially get into the conversation at training camp. I thought he could. I thought he could too, because he had a full season in the AHL. It's not and like he, he had did a Nylander. and he had an off season to train and prepare as well. Yeah, like he did. I'm happy. The... I'm happy. I know we're getting off on the Marlies train a bit, but I'm happy Sandin actually stayed because there was a lot of talk of him possibly going back to Roglu. Yeah, that in was, the SHL. I think that was a smart thing for him to be because he was he was being benched. That's why he came over to the uh, Sioux last year during his draft year. Yeah, they weren't playing him on Roglu. He was sitting in the press box. He was, and that's what. Yeah. He he knew that in his draft year, he, he needed to to have a tape. He needed draft scouts to see him, and that's the problem. That's why Lilligren fell to the Leafs is because nobody saw him. He also didn't get drafted in the import draft till after he was with the Leafs already. He yeah. got taken by Niagara and didn't go because he played for the Marlies. Yeah, exactly. But Justin Hull, he's played what three games? He looked yeah. horrific in the last game he was. He playing. did, but I this is my issue. Um, yeah, Hull didn't look good, but to take a guy yeah. and sit him for 20 yeah. games or something, 26 games, and then play him and expect him to do something. You should not expect him to do anything other than what he did. No, and his game is not like a Martin Marincin game where he can do nothing, like be out for a while, come in and have a pretty... The thing that surprises me, though, is he's a right-handed shot. Yeah, but Babcock... He doesn't um, care. Babcock has a certain way he wants his defense to play and he's also not going to sit Hainsey no or Dermot or Ojigano it's, o- it's only Ojigano that's going to come out yeah exactly and there's no point in moving a righty for another righty if like I'd rather use Merchant at this point than Hall and I can't believe I'm saying that but Martin Merchant's just a better option he can kill penalties he's hold, handles the puck like it's a grenade yeah that's his but issue the Leafs have a couple defensemen this year and in the past that have done that hello Ron Hainsey Exactly. Just fires the puck up the boards. Roman Polak loved just firing the puck up the boards. It's if he uses the long stick to his advantage. Martin Merchant has uh I don't I don't know if it's regulation or if he had to get special permission to use it. I think it's regulation. He's I a think tall so. guy. He's six four. I think so only, six, I think six only Pareko ha- Pareko and Chara have that exception. Yeah. But he like he uses a lot like a longer stick. Mm-hmm. Than how big he is, but it's still in regulation. Um, okay, since we brought up, the, I brought up the name Colin Pareko. I did uh, a little poll, yeah, on Twitter. It didn't get as many people as I thought. How many would. people voted for Roman Polak? That's uh, a funny thing. So I I put out a poll on the Tip of the Tower uh, Twitter account. Thank you to the twenty. Crap! Come on, where is it? Uh, Two thousand people. Oh yeah, I. I, I <laughs> If only 21 votes. 
fantastic. I mean, it's better. It's at least we got it's better than the last poll I put out. Exactly. So I will give it that. So I asked people, all right, Leafs fans, if you had to pick one defenseman to trade for, who would it be? You can comment with other potential targets. Nobody commented, so it showed how many people actually cared. Um, I gave three options: Dougie Hamilton, Alex Pietra, uh, Petrangelo. Apparently, that's how. Come on, it's your fellow Italian man. Hey, Petrangelo, and Colton Pareko. I gave them three options. Who would you want to trade for? You had the choice. Fifty-two percent put down Colton Pareko. Good for them. Good for them. Unfortunately, that's probably the least likely option. That's uh, what's now, going to cost why would I, all the peoples. Why would I put that as an option then? I wanted to see what Leafs fans thought would be the idea, what their ideal target would be. Pareko is my ideal target too. The problem, uh, he's a guy you can build around if you're St. Louis. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you're not happy with what's going on there and you're, trying to send a message and that's why you put his name out there i think that's why they did it because look at where they are now they're actually four points out of it that's fair so unfortunately ladies and gentlemen expecting uh expecting uh dougie um pitch Angelo or pareko to actually be available it's not gonna happen it's actually the way i see it now the person i really while you're searching that that I really like, and I believe it was Friedman. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think so. I think I know who you're going with Jake Muzzin. I am it? a big fan of. No, I think that might have been LeBron. One of the Thought. two. Somebody, some smart insider, decided to say that, and it's not something a lot of people have talked about with the Leafs because they need a right-handed shot. Muzzin is a left-handed shot, but man. If that's they said it's a first and a prospect for Jake Muzzin. The Leafs likely, because you know how the draft or not the, yeah sorry the draft order works. The Leafs are going to finish second in the East, likely mm-hmm. top five for sure in the East. Yeah. So they'll be picking anywhere from twentieth uh, to twenty fifth, and that's assuming they don't make the conference final. Because then if you make the conference final, you automatically get a bottom the last four picks in the draft. So it's like what the Leafs had last time. You, they, or sorry, they can go anywhere from 20 to 27. Excuse me. My math was off there for a sec. Had a slight lapse. Actually, I think it was Darren Drager that had it. Well, there you go. Smart insider. Um, Muzzin's a left-handed defenseman. He has that playoff experience. He's played with Drew Doughty. You can put him... You put him with Riley, which would be nice. Yep. You can put him with Dermot, which would be nice. You can do a whole bunch of things if you really wanted to. So, Jake Muzzin, if we're going to just bring him up. What's um, his cap hit? Yeah. He's at a $4 million cap hit, which at least I think can't afford because they haven't used the LTIR. I don't think. Uh, and he's signed right. for one more season at $4 million, which is. And that's what Kyle it, Dubas said he wanted to do. If you wanted to add a defenseman. Look, um, this is a guy who had 42 points last year on pace for 40 this year. Doesn't get top power play time because I'm pretty sure that goes to Drew Doughty. It goes to Doughty and it would go to... Uh, I would have... I don't know why he wouldn't have any power play time. Alec Martinez is another guy that... Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I have... Dion, maybe? 
Why would he be on the... Oh, maybe Dion because of his no, shot on the power play. But Dion has a, doesn't even have a goal this season, so... He almost did. He almost scored against the Leafs. Um, i got to bring this up because yep. that's, uh, that's a good thing to bring up because I don't Just, even know... I, I like his... I like the idea of it. Because a guy that can put up that kind of point total, it's going to cost you a first, which is what I was getting at, that's going to be in the back half of the mm-hmm. draft. Unless you see somebody there that you love for Kyle Dubas... Like in this early scouting process, unless the scouts come back, well, you, you say, know, we you know, you guy. know the draft a little better than I do. Is there a guy? <sighs> Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I don't. I'm working on a mock draft currently, but it's only for the lottery teams. Well, I haven't gotten into the back half yet, so I'm gonna look up a mock real quick. There's a couple guys that I like. Um, this is where I we get can Austin's, get into. This is where I get Austin's expertise on the draft. We can get into the guys that I would like to get, but if you can get a guy like Muzzin that's under contract for next season, you make that trade. Okay, so this is something I wanted to bring up. So I'm just looking up LA's power play time, so yeah. bear with me for a second. Because essentially, if you bring in Jake Muzzin, you're using him as a replacement for Gardner next season. Yeah, there's, real quick, there's three guys I like in this draft, and they're all defensemen. Uh, Thomas Harley from Mississauga. Oh my God, you're right. Dion Phaneuf is the guy on the power play. Woo! Oh, Dion Phaneuf. Big and shot, Dion. Dion and, and he doesn't have a goal. Dion and Muzzin both have pretty much the same. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. Oh boy. Um, Thomas Harley is the first guy. Uh, Anthony Honka and Tony Honka. I'm not sure how you say it. Finnish defenseman is another guy. He's sort of a smaller body. And another one is Moritz Seider, who is a six foot four German defenseman. Oh, give me that German defenseman. I don't know what that accent was. Is he Germans? He is German. He's, he plays for uh, Mannheim in uh, the DNL. Yeah. No, no, DEL, whichever one it no is. No grazie, as the Italians would say. Apparently, he's extremely mobile, which is why I like him. 6'4", and he can skate. Oh, okay. So why not? But uh, what I'm getting at is if you don't have think any of those guys are... Worth trading for. Or worth dropping. Are more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Valuable to you. Than a guy that you can instantly insert into your lineup. And have for next season. Exactly. Harley's going to spend another year in, ju- in junior, at least. Honka and Cider, they're going to spend time in Europe until they're ready. Jake Muzzin will be in your lineup a couple days after you trade for him. This is, this is my, my thing about... Or Colton Pareko or any defenseman you might be trading for. I, I don't see a Pareko trade happening. That's my opinion. Nope. I would like to add Colbert. I just don't see it happening. I don't see. You, why would you give up Lily Green, Kapanen, and a first or whatever their crazy ask is for him? That's just deducting from near current roster right now. Uh, and Petter Angel, I think it's going to be the same thing. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He has a no. Tr- I think he has a limited no trade. He's also a Toronto kid, though, so I'm assuming that Leafs wouldn't be on his no trade list. Uh, you would think. I uh, you think, but um, after- who knows. I mean, really, anyone's guess. I mean, he's built a life in St. Louis. He's got his family there now. Yeah, that's that's something to consider. But let me bring this up. So Alex Pedrangelo has a no trade clause, not a modified. This is a no trade clause. So he he can would have to trade. he would he can nix any trade. He'd have to approve a trade. Um, would I like to have him? Absolutely. He's a bona fide top pairing defenseman. I'm gonna look up real quick because Dubas has said. That if he makes a trade for a defenseman, it will not be a rental. 
No, and and it should not be rental. No. Uh, rental markets are the absolute worst. So um, I'm going to look up very quick just who the defensemen are that okay. are all on the We're going to take a quick break while we sort that out because I'm also getting a phone call that I might have to take one more. All right, we wanted to give Austin a chance to look at that draft list, and yeah. that phone call ended up being uh, a waste. So The Leafs are trading for Radko Gudis. I'm most likely going to get that call back again because yeah. the person uh, responded. I can just, I can kill time. You can go have your phone call. Well, if it ends up happening that way, we will figure it out. Um, but Austin, what did your research bring? Okay, so the names that are on this list, this is according to Sport Rack. Great resource for any sport if you need to look up free agency or contract info. I would prefer Cat Friendly, though. Quick plug for them. That's where I am on right now. So Yeah, I just don't... I'm sure they have a free agent list up. I just... I know Sport Rack does. Uh, so, Alex Petrangelo, uh, Tyson Berry, he's 29 years old. He was probably going to cost a lot, regardless, yeah. I would think. This is for 2020 free agents on defense. So, is this the 20... Is this 2019-2020? Yes, this would be next year's free agent class. Okay. So... Guys that have at least another year on their contract. I have it based on just right-hand defense. And so oh, okay. Can, uh, so Tyson Berry is a righty. Justin Schultz on Pittsburgh, also a righty. But you would assume Pittsburgh's going to make a playoff push and need him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Green on Detroit, which Ugh. 5.375 for another year. That's not happening. And injury prone. Yeah. Tory Krug, nope. Jared Spurgeon on Minnesota. Minnesota. I doubt that because he's, he's also undersized. He makes he's 5. a good 1. defenseman. I like he him. He is, but he's not the defenseman. The Leafs. Every time I bring up Jared Spurgeon, I just think of that. Um, you've seen the Don Cherry uh, coach's corner transcribed. Yeah, yeah, that's all I think of is Jared Spurgeon kicks it out of the air. Air boy, go boy. Yeah, he goes. He plays baseball. Yeah, I remember, just, that. I remember that one. That was a good Don one. Don Cherry just goes into complete. Anyway, um, Andrew McDonald. Nope. <laughs> Sammy Votman. Mm. Uh, nope. I mean, it's possible New Jersey trades him, but he's like nah, their best defenseman. But right they, now. what they traded to get him, and I unless they're going full rebuild, they won't trade him. They they're a team that needs to need some talent desperately, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Votman is gonna bring it to them. So um, they need talent on that blue line. Yeah, Justin Falk. Who's been linked to the Leafs? Nope. Not by anybody prominent, but he's been a Don't guy that's brought that up. Happen. That would have happened by now, I think. Well, we're still on the topic of guys linked to the Leafs. Chris Tanev. <sighs> Not. Uh, I don't know I'm, what it's going to cost. If Chris Tanev wasn't dealing with the injury stuff he was dealing with, I would have been on board with it. And sorry to anybody who's a Canucks fan who I know love Chris Tanev. You're not giving up assets for a guy that you can't rely on to stay healthy. Um, Travis Hamanick, uh, he's not going to get moved. Calgary's in a playoff spot. Uh, Michael Stone, Calgary's in the playoffs. Radko Gudis is a guy that is possible. Also, that's a, that's a guy a lot of people like. Adam Wild the guy is one of those. I am very high on is Mark Pissick. I think the Leafs should go after because I don't think it'll cost them a whole lot. Florida is probably not going to make the playoffs this year just based on their bad start. My my thought of the process is, is he an upgrade? Who is he an upgrade on? Is he an upgrade oh, on Zaitsev? Sure. Oh, probably Zaitsev as well. He could probably I'm, fill that role. The thing I, I what we're looking for here is somebody that's an upgrade on Zaitsev. See, he fills a lot of the holes. He's two point seven million mm-hmm. signed for another season after this. Right-handed shot. He's I'd like to say six two ish in that range. 
Maybe maybe he's like five foot ten. Who really knows? Sport rack needs to update with some uh, with some. They don't they don't have uh, individual height and weights. So just give me one second on that. He is six one one eighty six according to Elite Prospects. Two oh one. I'm working on it right now. Oh, sorry, that's one hundred eighty six centimeters. Whoops. <laughs> Silly me. It's good to um, be right beside. I thought you that was that all one. in one bar. Uh, yeah. So he's a good size. Twenty seven years old. He's under thirty. Like that's that's a lot. Signed to a decent cap hit, which two point one even for a bottom bottom pairing defenseman is decent. Too. Two point one is a lot less than what even Roman if Pollock he is made. Not even if he even performs up to par. Like how much does Zaitsev's contract get called into question if the Leafs get him? Because if he has a decent stretch with the Leafs, that Zaitsev contract's unfortunate. I think Zaitsev might get moved. I think. I'm having a hard time seeing it happen in season because teams will There's look at that contract. To be made all the time. This is his second season, right? So he has five more years after this. This is his. Oh yeah, on this contract. On this second. contract, so he has five more years. A team has to think: Can we? Do we want to take that for five more years? Hi, Edmonton. Do you want a right-handed <laughs> shot defenseman? Send him to Arizona. We'll be fine. Arizona. Uh, I don't even think Arizona, Arizona was taking on dead cap. Yeah, but. He's going to be playing every night at least. That's a good thing about teams like that is he's not just dead cap. It's not like you're trading for Chris Pronger's salary. I, I'm just trying to think what teams would realistically want a guy like that. I think um, Edmonton is one because they need players. Um, <gasps> Matt Hunwick's a free agent next year. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. Not going down that rabbit hole again. Um, nope. Brandon Montour is an RFA, by the way, who, in a couple years. Yeah, not, not bad. Uh, didn't he just... Did he sign a new deal? No, he signed. Oh, okay. He signed, but it was a bridge deal, right? They had a hard right. time coming to an agreement. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, the there's a deal to be made. Kyle Dubas is a smarter man than I by a mile. Now we talk about guys with one year left on deal. How about guys with two years left on their deals? Whew. So I got that list in front of us. Look at the excitement. Um, I got Dougie Hamilton, who is my. Oh, he's a guy. He is my preferred pick because we know he's available and we know Carolina is looking to make deals and the Leafs can I think the Leafs can pull that one off Uh, there's Jason Demers who I think is yeah, not very attractive. San Jose is going to be going for it as well so they're not going to be moving. Oh let's get Erica Branson so people can uh, take No uh, thank you. There's Greg Patteron which ugh Guy Connor Timmins is an well, he's an RFA. I should be looking, noted guy. I should be looking at just uh, Connor Timmins, right? So let me, is he not signed a deal yet? Uh, I think he did. Where is he playing? Uh, Colorado, right? Yeah, he's a Colorado pick. I don't know. He's not playing in the Sioux anymore, though. He must be playing for their minor league team. I'm yeah, Colorado. Stuff, I'm hearing stuff rattle on this desk, and it's really annoying me right now. Oh wow, he hasn't played the entire season. He's been injured. Okay. Um... So I got the UFA list. Bufflin's not going anywhere. Shattenkirk is not going anywhere with that cap hit. Niskanen, Washington's not doing that trade. I, I only, no. I really only see. Like if I'm looking, why is this still showing me our face? I don't want to see our face. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. Um, like I only there's it's there's not that many. Yeah. I think Dougie Hamilton is your best. I think if you want. It, a top four upgrade, immediate. The guy can step in. Dougie Hamilton's your guy. Like you trade for Hamilton, and then you deal with Zaitsev at, at some point. 
My only concern, and I maybe you'll bring this up, what is Carolina looking for? They're looking for a top six. They're, they're not top, looking for a defenseman. They're looking for a forward. And the Leafs have a forward to spare. They have a forward to give up. As much as people don't want to say, hey, here's a Jeremy Bracco, I give up a Jeremy Bracco to get a top four defenseman. I would. And a guy who has not one, but two years left on his deal. Yeah. And At a the de- thing is, pretty decent price. It's harder to let go of Brocco because he's doing well. A lot of Leaf fans would say, hey, oh, let's give up this prospect. Unless Brocco is a replacement for another guy, like an, a Yon. But Yonson, I don't think the Leafs want to get rid of him but either. Brocco's best case scenario next season is a fourth line player where he has to earn his spot. Well, Trevor Moore is another guy too. That's... Again, another guy that's going to, is above him in the mm-hmm. depth chart. Carl Grundstrom is probably above him in like, the depth I don't chart. even think you, the Leafs can sell off Connor Brown as a top six right now. Carl Grundstrom's a guy that Mike Babcock's going to love. Because he's a Leo oh, Komarov type. And I'm a huge, huge Carl Grundstrom He's fan. such a quiet player, if that makes sense. He's got he's like guy, that. He's, he's quietly that excellent. Find, he finds ways to produce. He's not, and and it's not exactly flashy either. I don't. No, that's the thing. You can't have a bunch of flashy players. You need substance. Substance. That's why I like like people but like Janssen. When and, we say substance, it's not a guy that. Just hits everything that moves. Substance is not Matt Martin. It's it's guys who can out like, like a Carl Soderberg who just out muscles a guy. Twenty six points in thirty seven games for the Marlies. As a how old is he? Nine twenty twenty year old. Twenty one. Right, he 21. spent the extra year in Sweden. Yeah, like, and this is not a. He's from the Matthews draft. I forgot about that. He is from the Matthews draft. He's probably my third favorite pick from that draft, behind Dermot. I'm I'm holding out. Uh, Holding out until I see Jaeger Korshkov in America, North America. Mm. Might be next season. It was supposed to be this season. That's potential. Anyhow. There's a um, lot of those Russian guys that you kind of hope will come over. <laughs> Vladislav Kar is looking like... Anyway, we could do a prospect podcast if you want. I could talk. We'll save, that, we'll save that for the um, when we have the bye week. I like Leafs it. Leafs have that bye week. Um, the Leafs have guys to work with, is what I'm saying. If, they do. And they have guys on the current roster that if you move them... You can replace... Like, look, people are probably like saying they don't want to move on Andreas Janssen. I like what he brings. But if you have a Trevor Moore who you've already signed to a two-year deal... Trevor Moore is going to be in the NHL next season. He is. He's a lock. I and, and are you... Like, like Grunch... Like, I, I, I like Janssen. You can replace that. It's it, unfortunate because everyone likes is him. rooting for Janssen because of his story. Yeah. Of being a seventh rounder, everyone roots for that. Exactly, but if a team like Carolina is willing, no, you you got to add more. You have to probably do like a um, that and a first round pick. There's deals to be made all over the place, and the good thing about the Leafs having a system that they do is losing. I will say this: Lilligren has come up on a lot of trade trade bait, trades trade this and that as being a top piece to get a top defender back, which is fair. I think he's on TSN's board. I'm actually going like, to pull up TSN's top board right now. 20 pieces. The Leafs, I mean, man, you have the guys behind Liljegren that it's not a massive burden. It sucks. This was updated yesterday, by the way, because um, I think of the Niederreiter trade. Rasmus Sandin makes it a lot easier. Sandin makes it a lot easier to move Liljegren. It does. So, it's funny. So, the, the guys on the Leafs, you think Nylander... I think Sandin, or, Craig Button put Sandin in the top 20 prospects in the entire league. Yeah. 
Lilligren wasn't even ranked but it's because of his injury. So Kapanen and Janssen are 23 and 24 on that that list. Yeah. Which, now look, Cervelli won't probably has, like, like, you look at the guys on the list. I only see out of right-handed defensemen on the trade bait list. There's Hamilton. Hmm. There's Pareko, which, again, I don't see it happening. It's, it's all rental forwards, right? Uh, Brett Pesci. Pesci, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cody Cece, he's a right-handed defenseman. Alec Martinez. But uh, Chris Tanev. But see, LA's not the type of team that's just going to tank and just no. throw everything LA's away. LA's going to keep trying to go for it because they pay Kovalchuk. Kopitar's getting older. Doughty, Doughty, they paid so much money. Doughty's contract kicks in next year. Carter's getting older, and he's not movable anymore. Um, well, I think Carter can be moved. He to can the be, but like, like Jonathan Quick, a... you're paying like you're not. You can't look. New York is trying to tank, and they can't because of how the decent. Islanders or the Rangers. No, I'm talking about the Rangers. The Rangers should be worse than they are, but they're their goaltending is the goaltending is doing well. Their defense is. They have some guys who are and performing. New York's goaltending is going to get better because they have the Islanders. I I'm still skeptical on what they really are. I think they're a playoff contending team because of a guy like Barzell's leading the way and their yeah. goaltending. But they're not. They're not sustaining what the Islanders and the Rangers are two of the most interesting teams because they have two of the best goalie prospects in the world right now that are won't come over. They're in Russia: Igor yeah. Shesterkin and Ilya Sorokin. Mm-hmm. Neither of them will come over. They both have like 94 save percentages in the KHL. Yeah. But they won't come. If they come over, it's that teams will be infinitely better. This is my thing about teams that are in the, their playoff positions, like New York. They go on these hot stretches. Yeah. So, like, New York's won like nine of their last 11. But then once they start reeling off, like, four to five, like what Buffalo happened to Buffalo, they're right up there, and now they're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, it's, what ha- it's 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 not something that they've been able to sustain from the beginning to the end. It's if New York is able to sustain what they've done, then they have a chance. So I will say that. Um, Sorry, I'm just gonna watch just New York and highlights because this guy's a monster. So just to go back to my whole Hamilton, the whole how let's wrap up this whole Leafs yeah. trade thing and saying I'm a ha- I my guy's Hamilton. I would see you say your guy is Muzzin. Either or. I'll, I'll take Hamilton. I will take Hamilton. Hamilton's a righty, so I would like Hamilton's that. a righty, can play on your power play, can replace Jake Gardner. He was also taken with the pick in the Phil Kessel trade, so that would stick it to Boston a little. That would stick it to Boston. I think the Leafs have what Carolina wants. And now, also, we're not saying that the, like Hamilton, I mean, the Leafs should try to get him at the deadline, but it's also a draft trade, too. You can and get I, him right now. And I, I wager to say that his value has never been lower, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, and look, it shouldn't be. And people are saying, oh, it's, it's his third trade. because his team come out and trashed him in the media. It's like it's his third trade. It's like the reason why he was traded from Calgary was because it just wasn't. That was a fantastic it, deal for the Flames. They the got a fl- top six like, forward the, and a The Flames were league. offered more of like what they would have gone with Hamilton and Furland. What they are getting with Hannafin, oh, sorry, what they're getting with Hamilton and Furlan versus what they were getting, what they're getting now with, uh, with um, Hannafin, Lindholm, Lindholm. Yeah. is better. They needed 
a guy on that Goudreau line. James Neal, thank God they didn't use James Neal as the plan A. Because <laughs> um, that would have sucked. Yikes. But um, it, th- this was a matter of Calgary saw that uh, they needed to change something up front. This was more, I think, of what they needed to change up front than their back end. If this was because Ham- like Hamilton performed. It yep. wasn't like Hamilton wasn't performing and they were trying to get out from under his contract. He's on a good contract. And Carolina's deal is they traded for a defenseman when they needed to trade for a forward. They traded two forwards that are... And then they traded a forward when they didn't shouldn't have traded a forward. With well, they traded guys that they thought if they traded them out was going to reset maybe. They are trying to do one of those additions by subtraction where... They were trying to get guys that were going to uh, perform at a better rate than what they were getting. Like, like they, these were guys that maybe were costing them too much, and the owner was just like, we need a culture. Like, Justin yeah. Falk probably sh- was close to being traded, but they didn't like the like the team didn't want to pull the trigger. And I think that was the Leafs, yeah. and I think William Nylander was the guy. Which brings me to my next point. If you think William Nylander is getting traded this season, or if you think William Nylander is getting traded at the draft, it's not happening. There's two reasons. There's a, two reasons. One, I don't think Dubas wants to do it because then that would satisfy the media's theories that the Leafs are trying to trade this guy, and we know Dubas does not like to satisfy the media's theories. He's he's come out against what the media has been saying about his team, which was the. RFA stuff, being able to afford everyone, and then Nylander's going to be traded for a defenseman. Yeah. Now, the second reason why I don't think Nylander's going to get traded, and I want to just bring this up. Uh, I need I need my notes in front of me, so let me just pull that up. William Nylander's contract is a very... You need to look at it clearly. Look, no team... Not many teams can afford to put a 10... Just over ten million dollar cap hit on their on their salary cap right now. Yep. Carolina can, but why would Carolina want to pay a guy ten million? Like what? Ten I think, mil up front. I think he, the rest of his season is like four, like whatever the rest of his salary is. Yeah. And Leafs are not eating any money. No way. Um, Nylander is owed an $8.3 million signing bonus. I guess July 1st is when the salary bonus, when the bonuses kick in. And then after that, his salary becomes very affordable. If, and I say if, because I don't think it's going to happen. If the Leafs even decide they want to trade Nylander. I wouldn't do it till the draft. I wouldn't do it till after a signing bonus kicks in if I'm a team. Yeah. But if you want him as a team, I'm saying you get him before. And at if, the draft. And look, honestly, if I'm the least, the least have done this too many times where they've paid a guy salary salary uh, bonus, just like their signing bonus, just to get rid of him. Yeah. I think of like a Jonathan Bernier. Well, that's what I'm saying is if the Leafs really don't want him there, then you trade him at the draft before his bonus kicks in. And they did that with Phil Kessel too. Yeah. That was uh, that was on January 1st. Or July Jan- 1st. Sorry, July sorry, 1st. It was July 1st. Jesus. So what is it's been bonus, a long day. Would they have paid his bonus? Or would that have Pittsburgh know. been on the hook for that? Maybe that was a that deal. is a that is a CJ question. Because I do remember I was at work that day when I found out about the Kessel thing, and it was Canada Day. I was home. I'm pretty sure of that one. Yeah, because they announced it during uh, the free agent special. Yeah, so uh, Nick Kiprios had that one. Yes, um, good for Nick. 
if I'm if I'm the Leafs, if a team really wants me to trade Nylander, you're paying that signing bonus. I ain't paying it. You're paying a lot more than the signing bonus. I mean, yes, you, <laughs> you're giving well, up a lot to get a guy that's going to be that cheap after the season. Exactly. Like he's that, we're going to be laughing. His salary, contract. his base salary. I mean, because if you let's say a team like the Leafs pay the will pay the eight point three if they were to hold on to him. Yeah. And his salary for the rest of the season is $700,000. You wonder why the Leafs would put that in there. I, I don't think the Leafs would put in an $8.3 million signing bonus, in my opinion. So that, um, oh, Austin, can you uh, carry I can it? keep. I want, you, I want your thoughts on that while I do this thing for a second. You know what? I would love to see Mo- William Nylander Hello. doing things and stuffs yep. with the Toronto Maple Leafs for a while. Let me call you right back. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I think he'll be around for a while, though. I don't think this is a guy... He said that he didn't want to sign for this team if Kyle Dubas was just going to trade him away. Yeah. There there has to be a sign of good faith from Kyle well, Dubas. How would it look on Kyle Dubas to trade him? Now, look, I don't think Kyle Dubas and uh, Brian Burke was right. Pinch me. Pinch me? <laughs> Pinch me. I just said Brian Burke. <laughs> wow, right. I just took in what you said. Um, Kyle Burke. But Kyle Burke. Kyle Burke was right. Brian Burke Kyle was Kraskis? right. Brian Burke was right. No GM should ever promise a player that he's not going to be traded. No. It's a bad idea. You should never do that. It's a business. Look you at what happened with DeMar DeRozan. Now, I don't think DeMar was promised he wasn't going to get traded. I think... Masai said there's no trade that's going to happen right now. We're not looking we'll, at trading we'll right now. We'll never know what happened. But I think that's what happened. Yeah. But Dubas said, and I said this before and I'm going to say it again, we do not intend on trading William Nylander. <laughs> we do not intend. It. No point did he say we're not going to do it. It's not their intention. They don't want... They're not. not looking to do it. I think it's probably sort of just a handshake thing where it's like, we're not just going to flip you as soon as you get here. You are you have value to this team, especially at that salary once Re- he gets there. Regardless of what you people are saying, he still has value. Sorry if your ears just got shot yeah, with me way screaming. way to go, Dave. We have listeners. Think about the children and adults. You want to talk about Leafs fans and how they've been acting... You should see the Leafs fans at the Leafs games when they talk when you tell them talk to them about Nylander. You should hear what people are saying about Nylander. I hate it. Oh, I want to look back at all those people who were giving Willie all the praise they're, the past couple seasons. They're still giving him flack. He was last season their third best forward. At times, he challenged Mitch Marner for the second best forward on the team. Behind Austin Matthews. Yeah. People, and what happened was, people saw Nylander's unwillingness to be here and settle for his, and I don't think it was a settle by Nylander. Um, People saw him not being here, uh, like him not signing as him not wanting to be here. Yeah. Um, No, that's not what happened. What happened was the Leafs, Probably did not even offer anywhere close to what he got. And he... (laughs) Look, you you said... I think you made a great point of it when we talked about it when the deal was done. I made a great point? Yeah. Oh, look at us go. 
nobody in their right mind will take less than what they're worth if they know they're worth more. Yeah. Why, if Nylander's a top six forward, why is he taking less than five? Yeah. When you or five between five to five and a half. When you see the contract, James Van Riemsdyk got seven million dollars for standing in front of a net. I understand he was an UFA. He had the right to go and choose what he wanted. Yeah. But he was offered seven million dollars. Do you think? Do you not think a team would have offered Nylander seven million or more? He would Leafs have gotten are not, at least eight from a team in free agency. I think so. Just because of back-to-back 60-point seasons? Talent. People will say he's not good defensively. No. Open I market's a different thing. Yeah. Open market's way different than restricted free agency because you don't have... You have little to no power as a restricted free agent. Exactly. The only power you have What is, are you going to do? Leave? The only power you have is saying, I don't want to play. Yeah. And Nylander used that power. Yeah. And still... Didn't really get what he wanted. No. He got close to what he wanted. Didn't get quite what he wanted. He wasn't going to get anything more than seven. No. I um, don't think... And I don't think he was worth more than seven because he hadn't proven it unless he was willing to take a shorter deal. Listen, Jake Gardner, I'll bring him up again because we're going to talk about the open market. Yeah. I would not surprise me at all to see Jake Gardner get six and a half to seven million dollars on the open market this year. Kevin Shattenkirk did. Yep. And I would argue they're guy that roughly the up. same player. A guy that can put up forty to fifty points. You take. There you are take teams the the that will pay it. There are teams that Edmonton will pay it. Um, Vancouver might pay it. Montreal might pay it. There are teams that will pay it. And he'll probably he might go somewhere out near home. Min- I'm not saying Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota. No. Like Minnesota just doesn't have the room. Unless, no, they don't have the cap. They have it tied unless up they, in suitor. Unless they trade a Jared Spurgeon, then that opens it up. Yeah. They they have too much money tied up in Suter and Or Jonas Brodin gets traded. Which I wouldn't do. I mean... Brodin's very good. He is very good. So that's why they should trade him. Underrated. <laughs> I don't hear a lot about him, but Brodin's a good defenseman. He is. Um, Yeah, it's just... It is what it is. And Jake Gardner is going to get that money. It won't be here. They at no. least simply don't have the room. I don't... And you know what? I think the Leafs would be better off just closing that chapter because... I, if they had the money, they'd probably sign him. I think so. Absolutely. You You don't just let him walk if you have the option. I think so. Look, you got what you... You got, I think, more than what you expect out of it. Look... You got how many seasons out of him? You got Jake Gardner within the Joffrey Lupo trade. Jake Gardner wasn't even seen as probably the main piece in that trade. He was a throw-in. He was the 19th overall pick in the draft, and he was a throw-in. He was... (laughs) Joffrey Lupo, Jake Gardner for what? Francois Beauchemin. Beauchemin and Jaguar? Hold on. Where's your gear? Hold on. Oh, trades right here. God, I love elite prospects. Another um, plug. There you go. Leafs acquire Lupo from Ducks. He's not even in the headline. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh God, what is this? There we go. Jesus. That's a bunch of great out. Uh, Joffrey Lupo, defenseman Jake Gardner, and a f- conditional fourth round pick so for Boschman. Francois Boschman. So just Boschman. So Jigera was done. In- okay, wait. <laughs> Jaguar was acquired from An. I thought Anaheim. No, no we Anaheim. got him from Anaheim. I'm so dumb. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you time. you got more. I think you still got value from him. What a crazy trade himself. that is. Yeah, Boschman, was... who, uh, yeah, he's a guy. He he played well he with did, the Ducks. He did well for the Ducks and the Avalanche. He, he had a good career. He's Decent. not a bad defenseman, but 
Won a cup, I think. To get Lupul, who became an all-star, and to get Jake Gardner, who's now a consistent 40-50 to 50 point guy. And a conditional fourth-round pick. I wonder if they actually get to keep that fourth-round pick. be interesting to see if there's a condition on that. Uh, I'm going to look that up. Anyhow, um, that's a great deal. I know in the Ducks, they probably dropped 17th his... overall pick Gardner was. Excuse um, me. I was at 19th. What was it? It was a conditional pick for... Uh, it doesn't say anything Bochner? on the condition. In the 2013 draft. Let's see. All right. Austin, let's go. Pull out our laptops. Let's check the 2013 draft. I already had my laptop out. Because we know what we know what Anaheim has done Anyhow, to the Leafs what were, draft What picks. were we on originally? Because we went way off the track. Well, I was just saying Nylander was going to get more than that. They did not pick anybody in the fourth round, so I'm assuming that condition well, No, but there. Anaheim got the fourth round pick, not the Leafs. No, the Leafs did. The Leafs got... It was Lupul, Gardner, and a conditional fourth for Boschman. Wow. But I'm assuming, I don't, it doesn't say in the Unless trade Unless the Leafs what, traded that fourth round pick. Could have. Uh, it doesn't say in ah, the... Ah, here we go. Um, San Jose Sharks from, and so this would have been note number 12. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> Thank God, Wikipedia. Fourth round pick went to San Jose as a result of the trade that sent the fourth round. Holy crap. <laughs> There's a lot of wording there. Oh, this is, a, if you want to see an intricate web of fourth round pick. Oh, Chicago... So Chicago got the pick from the Leafs from the Leafs in the David Bolin trade. Pfft. Jeez. And then what a time. That pick went to San Jose. Okay. Who they selected with that pick? Guy McGuy. Frederick Bergvik. Good for him. Good for Frederick a Bergvik. Goalie. Where's he playing currently? Hold on. Let me look. He up. is not playing, but he was playing in the SHL for uh, Frederick Berdvik, 1995. For Lunda. He is playing for Tranas AIF in Division One. Wow. He has a 926 save percentage. Wow. Jesus. Chicago, is... you need that goal. Or, no, San Jose, you might need that goalie. What is Division One? What does that even mean? Now well, I'm division, just going down a rabbit it's hole. It's just Sweden uh, Division One, right? I think. Yeah. Well, everyone's Swedish in the league, so you'd have to guess. So, what I'm saying here is... It's not the SHL. People, you're not giving... You're, you're... There's... I know. understand the expectations. I understand what's at stake here. This is not a one-off. One this is not a... We're going all in for one year. This is not it. This is not like what Chicago and LA have done in the past. This is about... Two, three, four years, even five, I think. So, your people may not may have taken uh, it personal when Nylander didn't sign right away. Sorry, Division One is the third tier of Swedish mm-hmm. hockey. I was just looking into that. I, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's just. Dumb. I the, think people just need to. I think what happens is Leafs fans took it personal, which is dumb. You should not take sports that personally. Nope. Um. I understand Nylander is not performing at his what he is capable of. I am I understand that and I think he deserves You have to be blind to think excuse me, that he's not driving offense though. He is I've you know what? He looked pretty good against Tampa. Look a lot he's looked a lot more engaged. I think he's looked better every look, single game. When a guy like him who's ha- just signed that contract, he is probably he probably feels the expectations and the, the those expectations on him. I I'm, he's probably putting more pressure on himself. 
He's going to go through a stretch he, soon. Where he he just will. Off. I am like, if you keep him with Matthews and Hyman, he will. Just please let it, like Babcock, let it get to that point. And don't force it. I think if you're forcing it, it's going to make it worse. The just the final point on all this. Yeah, because we've been we're going to wrap this yeah, up. We've been talking a lot about free agents and trades and the Leafs' future. I and I want to eat my cheesecake. And I want to eat my <laughs> cheesecake. Fair. Um, the Leafs are in the most capable hands. Brandon Shanahan made sure of that this offseason. You let Kyle Dubas do his job. He's going to build you a hell of a team. As he showed with the Marlies last year, he can build a team. Dougie Hamilton for the win. Jake Muzzin for the win. Now, okay, uh, just just before we end this, if you were to... I, I think Muzzin... I think they were looking for a first-round pick and a prospect. Yeah, that's what was reported. Eh. I'd say Hamilton on the high end. That is the best-case scenario. So what would you give up for Hamilton? I would say first-round pick. First-rounder, probably... Uh, hmm. Becomes difficult. They're gonna ask for Kapanen. And I would say no. I probably would say How I would, about a I nice would Andreas Janssen. I would try to push Janssen a first and you can give them another prospect, maybe another forward Gabriel prospect. Gabriel Gagne. Forward prospect. <laughs> or even a defense defensive prospect. Is there one that you can like a Federer oh. Gordine? <laughs> yeah, do it. I don't know. My favorite prospect of all time now. I don't know. Like I think Better Gordine. I just wonder is there um, is there a is there um a way to be? I just be, don't even think Carolina would would do that. You know who could be interesting for a trade and I don't know if anybody would do this because he doesn't play a lot is uh Yamili Razanen. He's playing in the KHL right now. I think Carolina would have a tough time with taking another defenseman like that. I mean, you want a defensive back for Hamilton you, potentially. You're, like, you're not giving up Sandy, Sand, every time Sandin or Liljegren. No, in a deal for Dougie Hamilton that not, also includes Andreas Janssen or Casper Kapanen or a first round pick. You're only doing that if it gets you Pareko or Pedrangelo. Yeah. So, I would need. I I I would say. You try to swing them Janssen because I think Janssen would work well for that team. Yeah. They're gonna ask for Kapanen. They're well, not getting Nylander. I they think want, that they is want Kapanen because of his dad. I mean, that would be a no, great... No, it's also because... He's, he's a great player. He's a speedy player. But also, he's... Casperi grew up in yeah. around the Hurricane, so that would be a great thing for fans. Yeah. On top of him also being a very capable top six forward. Exactly. So, and you could give up a defensive prospect. I wouldn't I, want them to give up a Hollowell or a Dursey at this no. point. Because they, they've been playing they need well. They need those guys in the pipeline. Yep. And Do you give Jersey? up a goalie prospect mm, rather no. than rather than give up the forward prospect? No, because there's not one. That's really... I like I like Ian Scott and Joseph Wall. I think I, both of them are potential. There's not one that can slot in that's going to help. We'll Carolina give him. Right we'll away. give him Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> sure, if that'll get the deal done. If that's what seals it for you. Hey, it could, it's an Michael upgrade. On, it's an upgrade on Morazic right now, in my opinion. Michael Hutchinson, Bracco Brown in a second. Done. Done, Done yet. Let's go. Okay. Uh, I think with Send that the being said, I think with that being said, let's um, uh, we'll end it there. We want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully, no Leafs trades happen by the time we end this podcast. <laughs> Let me refresh Twitter to make up. sure. Uh, uh, 
No, I don't think so. I think so, we're all clear. We're in the clear, everyone. So keep on your Twitters. Please, uh, let's let's leave Jake alone now. Not Jake Middleton. You guys can do whatever you want to Jake Middleton. <laughs> I bother Jake on daily basis. Oh, man. So. we really So, okay, I'll, I'll end the podcast with a funny story. So, Jake, unfortunately, the, the Leaf games are not always on live TV there. So he watches it on a stream. In America, we're talking about when we He's there. in the good old land of the USA where nothing is ever wrong. Um, and everything nothing. is rosy and no issues whatsoever. Um, so he watches it on a stream. So what Austin and I have done, because we see it live and you know, we're ahead of him, we, um, we usually give him like a dot, dot, dot when something happens with the leaking so austin does dot 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 i do dot 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 and then he sees that it's a goal jake tells me to do unspeakable (laughs) things to myself he's like no then he's like i'm going to shake you guys this is not funny anymore yeah um so jake we're sorry about that i'm not oh we got a what's what's going on oh god nothing just mike babcock okay my Babcock just just says stuff oh oh wait no here we go mike babcock mentions mary lurphy who asked about Larry Murphy? Larry, did I say? <laughs> Mary Murphy. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to read and talk. No worries. You want me to Ma- read? No. Mike Babcock mentions Larry Murphy when asked about smattering booze for Jake Gardner in Toronto in Tampa last night. We better be careful who we're boy. I don't think Mike realized. I don't think the Leafs media realized who was doing the booing. Yeah. I we know how Mike feels about uh, Babcock. So. Yeah. But, Jake, if you're listening to this, I will be bothering you tonight, probably. Yeah. I'm going to be covering the Rock game, but I will make sure to pull... Actually, no, I'll be watching a stream as well, so I'll... we'll both be in the same boat. I'll watch it live just to piss you both Lovely. off. Lovely. All right. Well, And on that note, we will end it there. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll try to get a prospect uh, podcast yeah. up soon. Prospects. I would like to bring in somebody uh, to talk about the po- uh, this prospects. This guy. Awesome. I'm already here. I mean, Austin does a lot, and I want somebody who's done some scouting on the road. Um, there's a two potential guys we can look at bringing in, uh, we'll figure it out. and we'll figure it out. Again, uh, thank you for bearing with us, especially those two mini breaks I had to do. Mm. Um, <laughs> no more calls. Well, no, no more calls, and no more things going up. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll end it there, and thank you guys for bearing with us, and. Make sure you don't boo Jake anymore. Boo.